morning, glory, and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on this Friday, the 14th day of February 2020, better known the world over as Valentine's Day. V-Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Big J. Uh, thanks. You too. Thanks. Uh, that felt weird. I didn't like well, that at all. Well, you started. I know, but I was just trying to be nice, then you reciprocated. Listen, and uh, it's going to be a weird morning here. I am super groggy and just medicated up. Yeah, oh, you're high. Uh, I, I don't want to say that, but I mean, I yeah, I guess. When did you take the pill? Uh, the, well, several pills. Last night. Oh, and it's, it's, it's... Oh, yeah. I'm just like, where am I? This is why, I mean, probably how you're feeling is the same reason why uh, when my back went out and they gave me a bunch of muscle relaxers, even though I was in serious pain, I had to stop taking them after two days. I just felt, like, out of it, and I hate that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, I'll probably get used to it here. I'm, and, you know, it's not going to be an extended period of time, uh, just enough for me to get loosened up a little bit so I can do some physical therapy and hopefully... Um, you know, we, we both come to the conclusion with my doctor that it's probably, you know, a, a protruding herniated disc that just needs to chill out. Hey, chill out, yeah, herniated disc. I, I've tried I've tried telling it to do that, but it won't listen. Oh. Because it's part of me. <laughs> You're right. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, uh, at least hopefully you're uh, feeling a little bit better. It doesn't hurt as much. How about that? Right. That, that'll that be nice. So you're more I, I tell you what, it'll be a fun show to listen to today. Yeah, like it or not. Uh, Big J may drop an F-bomb. You never know. That could, no, that's that, how many muscular relaxers you could be on. I don't know if I, that would have to be a lot. Let's start with the important stuff. Have you heard the James Bond theme yet? Oh, yeah. What did you yeah, think? I love it. I mean, it's standard James Bond. Um, anything's better than that. That Sam, uh, what's his face, Sam Smith. Can I, I can I that. tell you? I mean, listen, I'm not a huge James Bond fan, but you know what I've really been missing from the last couple of James Bond themes, and I'm no expert again. But I mean, at least, how about some tempo? Can we get some tempo? In some, there's no, there hasn't been yeah. an upbeat James Bond song. There, there aren't a since lot of Chris them. Cornell. There, are, and that didn't have a no, lot of tempo. but at least it had some tempo. Maybe it was uh, Jack White and Alicia Keys that had some upbeat tempo stuff. You're, you're not wrong, but I don't know if that's part of the necessary... No, it's not necessary, yeah. for sure, because it's still... You're right, it's a very good song, but I'm like, I'm looking at the trailer, and all it is is action shot after action shot after action shot after action shot, like the James Bond movies have been as of late, and there's it does, the song doesn't match what they're trying to portray on the screen at all, but I get it, I get it, and it's not a bad song, I don't hate it at all, I'm just like, man, wouldn't it be nice if I, you know, heard some freaking, you know little bit of a beat in there but uh she can sing i'll tell you that right now yeah she she's pretty she's pretty good i I'm the youngest to ever do a james bond theme so uh, i'm excited about the movie i still there's don't no know how to say it. her last name i i ish i i say eilish so until okay. she corrects me well that ain't gonna happen so you never know morning after with nick and big j lots of stuff to get to today we're gonna give away that uh, diamond earring set courtesy of lee reed idaho's diamond jeweler not before we get one more qualifier of course this morning that's happening at 9 15 hopefully we get somebody else qualified for that she shed he shed the kind of thing that we have going on for a shed from the lifetime store it's going down at 7 50 plus we have corn tickets to give away over the course of the show today last chance at crowbot tickets too but we're gonna get started with some important stuff after we play some jams acdc right now it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll on the x rocks after with Nick and Big J. Gonna be a lot of Valentine's Day themed things happening in important stuff over the course of the show today because it's a day of romance, Big J. Ah, yes. And perhaps you are somebody that finds themselves single on this particular Valentine's Day. We get it. Sucks. 
You can ignore it, whatever you want to do. You can treat the day however you want to treat it. But if you're somebody that's actively trying not to be single, and maybe you're tired of the regular dating apps only because, like, every time you go out of somebody, you're going out for drinks or something like that, uh, and you're tired of that kind of look, maybe there's a new app you should know about. It's called Lucid. L-O-O-S-I-D. And it's a sober dating app, Big J. Dating for those people that don't enjoy drinking. It officially launched in uh, November of 2018. The founder says that Lucid was created to show the millions of people in recovery are just seeking a sober lifestyle. That not only is it not the end of fun, but it's just the beginning. And it's not just a dating app. It's also meant to be a community for people who are choosing to be sober for whatever reason. Whether it's recovery or they just don't want to drink anymore or whatever the case may be. The app offers various hotlines, several chat groups to meet people with similar experiences, and many boozeless guides to help you along your sobriety journey. So, it's not just meant to be somebody that's in recovery, it's just meant to be for people that are tired of going out to the bar for every single date that they go on to. Maybe a little bit of a change of pace, maybe an entirely different dating pool, I guarantee you. Probably. You'll find different people on there than you would on the regular ones, right? Yeah. And so, maybe if you want to, you know, drain your dating pool and, uh and refill it up with different people, this is the way to go. And it's a different kind of stretch on things. Who knows? Maybe try it out if you're sick of the other ones. Could so, you know, if, uh, if you want to realize how not to handle a scandal, you can look at the Houston Astros PR mess yesterday. Uh, you know, lots of people are very upset about how they uh, cheated to win the World Series. This is an indisputable fact. And they're not really being punished for it, per se. People are, like the, the general manager and the managers were. But that's pretty much it. So it's a pretty light snap, a slap on the wrist for what really happened. And they kind of expected everybody to do like a mea culpa thing. And it, it just it didn't go that way at all. Their owner uh, was talking at spring training yesterday. And he basically was like, hey, listen, we won the World Series. Uh, the Manfred, the commissioner, said it didn't impact the game. Deal with it. And that's not exactly the way that they're going oh, to win man. people over. Poor Astro fans. Uh, yeah, and then the players, they're a little bit more culpable, but not exactly, like, you know, they didn't really apologize. They did one of those apologies where, like, sorry if you think this is a bad thing kind of a thing, and sorry for uh, our, our fans that have they're to deal with other fans. Right, not really. Uh, and so it was a really, really, and they took, like, a couple of days to think about how this is how they wanted to handle it. It just was a, a bad look. Yeah, it seems like uh, the owner there ignored the notes. For sure. Uh, it did not. It did not come off looking good, and I'm not sure how they're going to spin it to make it look good. Uh, it's probably just going to have to erode with time, and that's going to be the way we all deal with it. But it was a, a rough go of it yesterday for the Astros, for sure. Another rough day yesterday for Orlando Bloom. He uh, shared his brand new tattoo on Instagram. He excitedly informed fans that the uh, ink featured a thin black line and a series of numbers across his arm was Morse code for his son Flynn. He said, quote, it's Flynn in Morse code and his date of birth and time. However, uh, something got lost in translation. Because if Morse code was supposed to spell out Flynn, then there's some mistakes. The tattoo appears to instead read Fryn, F-R-Y-N-N. Another dot before the Y would fix it, others noted. But those that actually knew Morse code realized that he basically has a misspelled version of his son's name on his arm now. And so that's a bad unfortunate tattoo for him and now he's got to deal with that for the rest of his life or get it fixed one of the two uh so 
rough day for Orlando. Yeah, Bruce. yeah, maybe before you uh, you, you learn some Morse code. Yeah, double check. Like you just want to double check, make sure you know what you're you're getting, so that you know it's the right thing. Kudos for naming his kid after the lead character in the movie Tron. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for six o'clock. With Nick and Big J. Yep, and so you didn't heed our warnings uh, here the last couple weeks, and you've woken up today, and you're like, oh, bleep, it's Valentine's Day, and I have nothing. I've done nothing. Uh, or maybe you forgot about it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, there's still some last-ditch things that you can do to kind of pull it off, wing it, if you will, and uh, a couple suggestions. Uh, here we go. So I know it's going to be a little overcast today, not nearly as nice as it was yesterday, but you can throw together a nice little picnic and save the day that way. It can work out pretty well because you don't need a whole lot. You don't got to spend a whole bunch of money, and it's the kind of thing uh, the uh, the ladies uh, kind of dig and that sort of thing. So, you know, get together a basket. There are some kits and things out there you can pick up. Uh, put together some of her favorite things. Maybe if you're of the drinking age, you get some wine. Uh, you know, hit hit some, uh, some cheese samplings. And boom, there you go. You got a little picnic. It's a kind of romantic, uh, though it is a little overcast today. I think you can pull that one off. Uh, here's another suggestion. Scavenger hunt. Now, you're going to have to work at this today. You're going to have to work real hard. But you got time until later this afternoon to throw this together. Put some things, you know, some clues, some simple stuff. I mean, there's tons of Valentine's Day stuff around in the stores. Uh, you can grab a bunch of that stuff. And maybe... At the last ditch minute, minute, get some of your friends to help you out and put together something fun that, again, you want to focus around the things that she likes and that she's into and not just yourself. That's the whole idea about Valentine's Day. And you might be able to pull off this last minute thing and you come out looking pretty good. Nick, what do you think? Uh, I like it. I mean, the scavenger hunt idea takes some planning, I think. Uh, a last minute scavenger hunt probably is a recipe for disaster. Because uh, there has to be some thought and planning that goes into well, it. Well, but, but see, it's the idea of feigning that you put in a lot of thought. I and see. it just didn't work out. I mean, listen, you've already screwed up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Uh, I, uh, I I wonder if, like, did you ever, when you were in a relationship, forget Valentine's Day? Ever? Uh, no. Right. No, no, right. I didn't. Like, uh, I mean, I'm trying to figure person. out how, how that could happen in, in, a, in the internet age that we're in. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right about that. The the, the day and age now, you, you can be hard to uh, to miss it, or maybe you're just a real procrastinator. That could be too. That Either way, be. Uh, there are some things you can do, or you just you know you're, maybe you're one of those type of people right now that get overwhelmed by things and you anxiety and panic set in. You don't know what to do. You know now is the time that you can kind of try to put that aside and make something happen and hope hopefully you know pull it off and save the day. I like it. I like it. But yes, I, I think the, uh, the 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 worst thing you could do is nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. Even if it was predisposed and you talked about it being nothing, still some sort of small well, thing. unless you've been in a long-term relationship and you know the person. Is this your way of saying that you're not doing anything? I keep telling you. I even brought it up again. I'm your, like, She's like, yes, leave me alone. I don't want nothing. I don't want to do nothing. You're getting me a scanner. That's all there is to it. I'm like, okay. Nick keeps saying, and she's like, shut up about Nick already. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, a card would be nice, right? I I said, do you even want a card? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, good. I knew it. Here's I the knew thing. it. Big J, nobody ever wants a card, right? What but are you going to do with a card? Here's the thing. When you've been with somebody for 11 years, it's been 11 years I now. I know. I know. You know that person. You know, and, and just covering my bases, 
and I feel pretty confident that we're going to be okay. No, I believe you. You guys are fantastic. The but other, I agree, especially in the first few years, and they say, "Yeah, don't do anything. Don't listen to that. You got to do something." Now flip it around. What do you know? What you're getting? <laughs> are you getting anything? I brought this up last night. She just seemed to look at her face. You're not going to get anything, are you? Yeah, no. And, and, and then I was like, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't need anything because listen, I already get enough stuff uh, on my own accord. So you know, she she takes care of me uh, the whole year round. So, oh, we're talking about in the bedroom. I got it. Morning after anywhere with Nick and Big J. Weird. Let's right in here. <laughs> stop saying things. Important stuff is on the way. Things. We'll also do some "We're Going to Hell" action. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by Carrington College. Start realizing your full potential with Carrington College's diverse range of affordable, in-demand certificate and associate degree programs at their Boise campus. Focuses on healthcare-related programs, externships that provide real-world experience and help you prepare for that first day on the job. If you want to learn more, visit carrington.edu to get started. Big J, the wife travels a lot, doesn't she? Um, uh, yeah. And so sometimes you find yourself all by yourself, like Celine Dion in that big old bed of yours. Sure. How do you sleep when the wife is out of town? I don't sleep that great at all. So they have a, an idea for you, and it seems like something that you've seen in, like, uh, TV and movies, but apparently it actually works. Blow-up doll? Yeah, yeah. Get a blow-up sex doll, Big Jay. See if that works for you. Well, now you made it weird. The University of... How did I make it weird? You said sex doll. By I ad- just said blow-up doll. But what other things are blow-up dolls used for? Uh, the ones you put in the... Um, you know, the uh, HOA, oh, HOF lane? Yeah, those are also sex dolls, Big Jim. Oh. Any doll with a mouth agape is a sex doll. Oh, interesting. University of British Columbia researchers found participants who were exposed to their partner's scent overnight experienced way better sleep quality, even though their partner was not physically present. In other words, you know, you see the the, the, the old trope where the uh, the lady puts on the, uh, the, the gentleman's shirt as she goes to bed. And it helps her sleep a little bit. Or maybe she curls up to the pillow in the romantic comedies, right? Yeah. Uh, Apparently, that's the key. That's what works. So all you needed was a shirt that kind of smelled like your partner, whether it was male or female. didn't matter. And it increased the sleep sleep quality in you. Even better than if you took, like, melatonin. You slept better. Oh. Which are often used as a sleep aid. Now, this research could pave way for future work that looks how effective simple methods are of improving sleep. Like bringing a partner's shirt next time you travel alone. Like maybe, Big J, you curl up next to one of the wives, uh, you know, shirts as you fall asleep and you'll sleep like a little baby. Nice idea. Or, you know, just grab her pillow and sleep on that for a night. See if it works. I feel like we could have a sleep trial experiment in our in our very own Big J's house. Yeah, I don't think that works. Huh? I've done that before. It doesn't work. You've done what? Used her pillow. It doesn't work. Were you using it as like a sleep aid? Like maybe if I do this, I'll sleep. Well, I was trying to suffocate myself uh, to death because I was sad that she was gone. Still didn't get nothing. Didn't fall asleep again. I don't think suffocation is the proper way to go about it. But whatever works for you, buddy. Hey, Miles Garrett is doubling down. Uh, He wasn't reinstated by the NFL after a six-game suspension. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. Uh, And, of course, you know, the whole thing uh, stemmed from him pulling off Mason Rudolph's helmet and then hitting him with it. And then a week later, he talked about how Mason Rudolph dropped an N-bomb on him, and that's why he did it. And so now he's saying that it still happened. 
Uh, he is kind of doubling down on it and saying that's why I did it is because I heard the N-word and I, and I just lost control. And he wasn't happy about it or proud about it, but people, some people did think it was weird that he didn't talk about it in public until after a week after it happened and the suspension was handed down. But he's saying it again now for his side of things. Mason Rudolph said that it's totally untrue. Uh, the players for the Steelers that were also involved in the scuffle said they had didn't hear anything either. So it's a he said, he said situation here. But, I mean, like, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I, you would think there was enough microphones near. Listen, I mean, it was on listen, the field man, that we picked those up. Those fields are mic'd like crazy all over the place. Right. I believe that Garrett thought that he said that. I believe that he believes that. But I don't think that he said that. And you would have to be crazy to be a white player in the National Football League, League and say something like that, especially when your team is majority made up of African Americans. It's crazy. But it's not the first time that it's happened. I mean, Bill Romanowski said it just a decade ago. That is a thing that happened, and it's real. And and, and so it's not the first time that it, somebody's been accused of it. What I'm saying is, if somebody is wrong here... That's messed up. You would have oh, to see absolutely. some sort of, you would hope there was some sort of thing to back it up. I mean, I don't, I'm not calling Miles Garrett a liar and I'm not calling Mason Rudolph a liar. I'm just saying it's weird that we live in a world where every, a nationally televised game where everything is mic'd up, that something hasn't been picked up if indeed this did happen. That's all. And I hope to God it didn't. But you're right. I mean, you know, it's one of those deals where if that's what happened, then there's a little, at least a little bit of an understanding as to why Miles Garrett went nutsy cuckoo. Uh, but it's weird. It's all very weird, and it's still happening. So no real justification has been handed down from the NFL for that. Big J Pearl Jam released a new song, but you have to do some work if you want to hear it. It's pretty cool, man. All you have to do is point your smartphone at the moon. A week before the official release of the song Super Blood Wolf Moon, Universal Moon Music Group and Creative Studio Poutzer have teamed up for an augmented reality experience that can be unlocked via Pearl Jam's web app. Fans can point their cell phone cameras at the moon, triggering on-screen animations around and over the actual moon, along with a preview of the song Super Blood Wolf Moon. Fans will also be able to access a pre-order page and then end its single ahead of the February 18th release. So if you have an Apple or an iPhone or a uh, Android phone, you can visit moon.pearljam.com and unlock the AR experience. It's the second single from the band's upcoming album uh, called Gigaton. That's going to come out on March 27th, and it follows the release of Dance of the Clairvoyance. This one apparently a little bit more punk rocky than the Talking Heads X-esque Dance of the Clairvoyance, but check it out for yourself. The moon's out. Point it towards it. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. We'll check that out. I like that very much. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Dearborn, Michigan is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story with an unforeseen side effect of something that is happening. Something that is not to be joked about, the coronavirus, Big J. No. 64,000 cases globally, over 1,400 deaths just in China alone. It's a real thing. And so, as people are traveling or even just going about their daily business, what is the one thing that has been a common thread in trying to prevent themselves against the coronavirus? Uh, masks. Correct. And so now you can buy these masks in airports. You can buy them pretty much anywhere. Uh, they run anywhere from $7 to, I imagine, you can probably get some hoity-toity ones for a little bit more money. You can probably even find some cheap ones if you want. 
And so, people are walking around with masks to protect them from other people's grossness and to hopefully not get sick. Agree or disagree, Big J? Agreed. But, something happened on Tuesday at a Dearborn, Michigan bank that people did not expect. A woman walked into a key bank location in Dearborn, and uh, her name is Amanda Ullman, and she is somebody that is, uh, she admits, a little bit of a germaphobe. She doesn't want to get sick. She knows that there hasn't been a whole lot of cases in her backyard of Dearborn, Michigan, but she is playing the better safe than sorry card, right? Yeah. So she's got herself a mask that is supposed to protect her from the coronavirus, and she goes into the key bank to make a withdrawal. Well, Big J, one of the tellers, <laughs> maybe they're not up on the news or what, but, you know, a woman walks in with a mask covering her face, and one of the tellers instantly thinks, what, Big J? Robbery! Yeah, bank robbery! We're gonna get robbed! Somebody is concealing their identity as they come into the bank. So she says, uh, the woman comes in and she's like, I come in and I start filling out my deposit slip wearing my, my coronavirus mask. And I see one of the tellers run and jump on the phone. And I'm like, oh, geez, what's going on in here, right? And then I also see her push a button. And she goes, now I know it's the panic button. And then I hear this gigantic locking sound. And so she said uh, she and her entire family are wearing the masks as extra protection. And she's hearing about cases that start to kind of make their way over to the United States. Police arrive on the scene. Uh, but obviously it was just a misunderstanding. And so while she was questioned for a half an hour to 45 minutes, they finally believed her that it was just something that she was doing to protect herself from the coronavirus in her own way. And she was able to uh, leave the bank after her interview with the police and, uh, you know, telling the teller what was going on. Uh, following the incident, she then also, when she was done with the interview, decided to close her account with the bank. Big J. She's taking her business elsewhere. After seven years with a key bank, she decided she didn't want that kind of uh, anti-mask discrimination. And so she's moving her account someplace else. Yeah, I don't want anybody protecting my money. In a statement to the news station, a spokesperson for Key Bank said that it is policy for people to be asked to remove anything blocking the face for safety out of employees and clients. And that didn't happen. They just pressed the, you know, obviously... You the can panic say, button. Right. Literally. And so they regret any inconvenience caused, according to the statement. But it's just not enough. So, I guess that's one thing that you maybe need to be aware of. If you decide you want to be a mask wearer, that's cool. Protecting yourself from getting sick. But just know... Uh, you probably won't be allowed to do that in the bank, or at least you're not supposed to. They may ask you to remove it, so be prepared. Yeah, real subtle movements there by the teller lady. <laughs> like, don't instantly run and press the yeah. panic button. Yeah, that's not going to cause anything bad to happen if it was indeed a robbery. Right. I mean, I get it. You're freaked out. I understand. Nobody wants to get robbed or have a gun pulled on them, but it is that time of year, I suppose, where people are starting to be protected. So be careful. Now I know. Also, why I use the drive-thru picture. Don't worry about that kind of stuff that way. Yeah, you can wear whatever you want. Right. Or nothing at all. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Battle of the Sexes. He Shed, She Shed is next. It's Radiohead. That is Creep here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. It is time to play Battle of the Sexes brought to you by the Lifetime Store. What's it all mean, Big J? 
Uh, it means that you could win something really, really cool from the Lifetime Store, a $3,000 custom shed with over 35 different kind of customizations you can do on it. A lot of cool stuff that uh, that you, you could put in that shed. And, of course, uh, everybody who gets qualified here for that grand prize will receive a $50 gift certificate to the Lifetime Store here in Boise, in which you can go start your own journey using. In order to qualify, you have to win Battle of the Sexes, which is why we have a gentleman and a lady on the phone with us right now. Uh, we are joined by Allison. Allison, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you very much for calling in. And Rich, Rich, you there, sir? Yep. Awesome, man. Thank you very much for calling in. So we're going to play a game called Battle of the Sexes. I have two questions each for you. They are focused on the opposite sex. If you get it correct, fantastic. Uh, Whoever gets the most right is going to be deemed the qualifier. If you happen to have the same number of questions correct after uh, two questions, we will play a tiebreaker question that you will have to buzz in to try and answer. Okay. Okay. All right. I will take your silence, Rich, as a affirmation. We are going to you, Allison, yep. first. It's always ladies first here. So, Allison, which interactive entertainment company includes the super successful Super Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda, and Pokemon games in its stable? Nintendo. 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 Right. Rich, you may be at a disadvantage. It looks like yeah, Allison's got yeah, some help. Yeah, what are you, the Astros, <laughs> Allison? <laughs> All right, Rich, to you. Rich, What piece of on what piece of women's clothing would you be likely to find an underwire? A bra. Right. That is correct. Allison, we go back to you. Allison, in what sport does the top team win the Stanley Cup? Hockey. Hockey. Right. Is correct. Back to you, Rich. This is a stay in the game. Who was the very first American Idol winner? She now hosts her own talk show. Uh, Kelly Clarkson. Right. Well, Correct. Fine. We go to the tiebreaker. Therefore, I will ask a question. You guys need to buzz in with your names. Big J will decide who buzzes in first. They will get the chance to answer it. If they answer it correct, they win. If they get it wrong, the other person wins. So make sure you know the answer if you want to buzz in. Are you ready, Allison and Rich? Yeah. Yeah. The question is, Edward Cullen is a character in what book and movie Rich. series? Rich. Big J says Rich buzzed in. Go ahead, Rich. Twilight. Twilight is correct. Rich, that means you are officially qualifying today. Well done, Rich. Allison, thank you very much for playing. You still have all next week to qualify if you'd like to give it a shot. But Rich, you got $50 courtesy of the Lifetime Store coming your way, and you're qualified for that $3,000 Lifetime Shed custom style as well. That's Battle of the Sexes. We have one more week for you to qualify. We'll do this all next week as well. The left turn. Morning stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And listen, whether you're in a new relationship or you've been in a relationship for a very long time, sometimes Valentine's Day can be tricky to navigate. Which is why we lean on Dr. Randy Schroeder. He's a relationship expert, Big J. I never heard of him. With a doctorate, you understand? Sure. And he's got some tips and ideas and tricks to make the holiday great because a lot of people automatically think, listen, I got to spend some cash on Valentine's Day. And Dr. Randy's like, no, guys, that's not necessarily the case. Says those that spend the most money don't always win the day. What is the key for the best Valentine's Day outcome possible? The answer, according to Dr. Randy, regardless of how long you've been in a relationship, is, quote, surprising them. Surprise your partner with something meaningful to them. For example, like let's say they love ice cream. Then take them to an ice cream parlor they've never been to before. 
know, let them know that you pay attention to things that they like and that they're a fan of and that you want them to do something and experience something that maybe they haven't. Ice cream's three bucks. That's not a whole lot of money, right? Right. Now, one way to enhance that surprise is to do something that doesn't even cost money. He says, listen, celebrating earlier when it's convenient for both of you is actually fine. As long as you discuss it a little bit in advance so that everybody knows what's happening. He says the roses and candy, those are kind of staples and tropes, and that's fine if they like them, but this isn't the kind of holiday where you have to spend money. It's not about buying gifts. It's about making sure they know that they're taken care of. What is the worst thing that you can do on Valentine's Day, Big J? Not do anything. That's right. The answer is stick to your normal routine and not do a thing or, quote, listen to exactly what they want to give you. So one of the things that your partner wants out of you is a little bit of personality. Something that made them fall in love with you in the first place is what made you you. And so you need to make sure that you still have some of that and you're not just some sort of robot that listens to them and follows their every order. I'd like him to meet my wife. <laughs> Dr. Randy may think that your wife is happy with you. But that's not the case. Big J, if you would like a play-by-play on how not to handle a scandal, follow the Houston Astros, uh, whatever way you want to do that. Right. As they have uh, really done a a, a bad job of their quote-unquote apology tour after being found essentially, without a doubt, 100% guilty of stealing signs to help win them a World Series. Was it just in 2017? Like, how do we know that it didn't continue on after that? Uh, we don't. We don't. We just have the so, proof that it, that it happened in 2017, and that was that. And then, of course, they didn't win the following year. Uh, they haven't won, you know, a World Series title obviously since then. You know, so there's also that. There have been two other World Series champions since the actual winning of the World Series. So maybe it's not as big of a deal because they weren't as successful doing it. But don't forget that the other team involved in the scandal did win the World Series the following year under Alex Cora's tutorship. Yeah. He was with the yep. Astros. Well, he's one of the instigators. Yes, exactly. And so, uh, you know, they had the the spring training stuff yesterday, and the owner came out and basically uh, screamed at everybody for is an idiot for telling them that they that they should apologize for cheating, uh, and uh, and that didn't work out very well. And the players came out and, and basically apologized for everything but cheating at baseball. And so now it's just a bad look. Now some of the players on the Astros have been very good at this stuff. It's just it, it, the, it's the players that they have chosen and the people they have chosen to be the faces of the franchise in this scandal have done a really really bad job, kind of trying to take some culpability for it and at least showing any kind of real remorse for it. It doesn't seem to be any, and it's not coming from baseball's head office either. I mean, I feel like Manfred has kind of really dropped the ball here with some of this stuff. And uh, and it's just not a good look for baseball. But then again, there's nothing new with cheating in baseball, right, Big J? I guess not. It's been happening for eons and centuries, and it continues to happen. Ozzy Osbourne finds himself in the news just because of a surprising interview with the Los Angeles Times. You know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago when Ozzy first came public with his diagnosis for Parkinson's disease. But he told the Los Angeles Times in an interview that he was first told he had the disease back in 2003. And uh, he talked about it for the first time during an appearance on Good Morning America just last month. He told the Times, quote, I'm not dying from Parkinson's. I've been working with it for most of my life. I've cheated death so many times. If tomorrow you read Ozzy Osbourne never woke up this morning, you wouldn't go, oh, my God. You'd go, oh, well, it finally caught up with him. Ozzy told us before that he is uh, spooked by the number of musicians who have actually passed away in recent years. 
I mean, of, of late, everyone's dropping dead. You know, I'm only going to hope my number don't come up to. I mean, I, I, I hear me talking. You know, I'm lucky I'm not one of the dead ones because I, I used to, I mean, when, it's, when there's drugs involved or alcohol, I, I, I should have died a thousand times. Ozzy, who noted that the medication he takes for the tremors can cause short-term memory loss, hopes to resume his solo farewell tour later this year. He had neck surgery early last year to correct an old injury that he aggravated, forcing him to stay off the road for all of 2019. But he also cautioned during this interview with The Times that he wasn't sure when he was going to hit the stage again. He says, quote, I, I don't want to go back there if I'm not ready, and I'm not going to go back out until I'm ready. So for now, Ozzy is scheduled to resume the North American leg of the tour this spring. He releases his new album, of course, next weekend. Uh, uh, one week from today, as a matter of fact, that's ready to come out February 21st. So, you know, I think he's planting some seeds to maybe not hit the road this year. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I don't Look, think I'm he sick, should. People. Right. I don't think he should. If it's like if he's if he's just not up for it, don't do it, man. Don't don't make this part of what makes you sicker. You know what I mean? Right. You, you've said goodbye a lot of times. You know, no more tours, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think we'd all be okay with it if you just decided to go, you know what, I'm I'm going to focus on my health for a little bit. And I'm sorry, everybody that wanted to come see me, but this is not how I want to go out. And I'd be cool with that. Yeah, too. me too. Okay. So hopefully that's what's happening. I really want it to be that way. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Pop Culture Smackdown here in a sec. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. All right, and let's hook somebody up with a pair of tickets to go see Core, Nick, Breaking Benjamin, and Bones UK, February 24th, a couple weeks away at the Ford Idaho Center Arena. You can win those tickets by beating Nick here on Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. That's the phone number. If you would like to battle it out in Pop Culture Smackdown, that's cool with me. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. All right, into the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Good luck to you, sir. This actor and writer uh, has starred in movies like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and Mission Impossible movies as Benji, and in Star Trek as Scotty. All right. Oh, no, Big J no. said time. Wrong. Thank you, sir, for playing. Hello, the X. Morning. Oh, hey, morning, man. Oh, chipper. That's great. Hey, this actor writer has starred in movies like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, the Mission Impossible movies as Benji, and Star Trek as Scotty. Uh. Huh? Huh? What? Ah, man. Oh, I can see his face. He's got the butt dimple. Oh man! I hate the butt dimple on the my face. Butt dimple. Dude, he, yeah, he's got that butt dimple. Um, he was in Hot Rod too. If I'm the wrong, big enough. No, no, nope. you're, uh, you got the wrong guy. Wrong butt dimple. Wrong guy. Wrong guy. You're thinking of Andy Samberg, and that is not the dude we're looking for. But thank you. Hello, the X. Hello. Hello. Earn this. Hello. Hey, what's the answer to Big J's question, please? Simon Pegg. Yeah. Right. Good job, man. Nick, uh, this lead singer during the 2000s could often be seen in his band's videos singing with his shirt unbuttoned and the wind blowing it open. 
Well, that's a lot of people. Usually he's telling people uh, that there's uh, warning people about things. Oh, oh, uh, Brandon Boyd. There you go. Right. I wrote that this morning when I was really high. Oh, nice. Uh, If you saw a sketch on SNL back in the 90s about a guy who lived in a van down by the river, who were you watching? Oh, my gosh. Um, Matt Foley. I mean... I would say give it to him. Pretty That's solid, yeah. I'm going to go with Matt Foley. We were looking for Chris Farley, <laughs> whose birthday would have been today. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, but close enough. Uh, this actress, Nick Starden, live and let die and spent several years as Dr. Quinn on TV. Uh, Jane Seymour. Yeah, correct. Right. Chris Cornell was, of course, in Soundgarden and in a super group called what? Oh, my gosh. Uh... Uh, 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 oh my gosh! I could see him in the video with those tight green pants. Um, oh my gosh! Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I know it, but nothing, man. Um, oh darn it! Uh, 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 no, I'm sorry. I can't come up with it. It's all right, dude. It happens to the best of us. Good morning, the X. Uh, simple of the dog. Temple of the... Oh, Big J, he's technically right. I mean... You only uh, said what supergroup. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, right. I, was a brief stint. But <laughs> the answer I was looking for was obviously, but we'll take it, because that's correct. Oh, uh, this actress, Nick, is the voice of Lois, among others, in Family Guy. Uh, Alex Bornstein. Correct. Right. Former guest of the morning after. This rapper turned cop uh, and has been featured on Law & Order for almost a million years. That would be Ice-T. Ice-T is right. Nick, who's the youngest winner of the Daytona 500? Uh, Got a couple of choices. I was thinking either Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, or Kyle Busch. I'm going to take Dale Earnhardt Jr. Nope. Wrong. Trevor Bain at the age of 20. I didn't even have yeah. it in my, in my Yeah, I know. List. You're not supposed to get that right. Good job, man. Congratulations. Corn tickets are yours. You're also going to check out Breaking Benjamin and Bones UK at that same show. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set and good to go. There's your pop culture smackdown. We're going to do some headlines next to the X. Headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Trust no one. Creepy Valentine or that's hot. Ooh, ooh, uh, let's go with Creepy Valentine. So you probably don't associate, like, creepy clowns with Valentine's Day, but maybe you should because the Turlock, California branch of the Ranch of Horror is once again giving people like you, Big J, the opportunity to send Valentine's Day grams to their loved ones, but the catch is they come dressed as a creepy clown who works in a haunted house. They'll be the one delivering it. Now, the whole thing started out as a joke six years ago, but next thing you know, they started making a really good amount of money doing this stuff, so the company still offers the service. However, it's only available in and around the particular city of California, Uh. but... Given the demand this year, Ranch of Horror, which also operates haunted houses in Louisiana and Missouri, hopes to expand the Clown Gram service to more locations for future holidays, even considering offering the service year-round for, like, birthdays and special occasions. How would you like a creepy clown to deliver a message to you? Uh, I I wouldn't care because I'm not scared of clowns, but I'll tell you what, there are very few places of business that... That, that would work around somebody's fear so much that, that it's created to scare somebody based on their fear? I mean, that's a little psychotic. Sure, sure. 
Uh, Thank but, God there aren't more of them. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, it, it is something that I suppose would get people talking, something you probably wouldn't forget, right? Sure. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I, you know, you, you, I've never gotten a gram delivered to somebody. I don't understand that kind of like stuff, like the singing grams. I've never well, had one delivered to me. Thank goodness. Uh, keep that I, just, in mind. I just, I wouldn't answer the door. I'd have a germ, uh, a big germ. <laughs> somebody sneezing in my face. <laughs> Trust no one or that's hot. That's hot. Uh, viewers' minds were blown when HGTV's House Hunters featured for the first time, Big J, a thruple. You know what that is, right? Uh, no. Three people in a relationship. Oh. oh. Uh, Lori in the episode explained that she's been married to Brian since 2002, and then they met Angelica, or we'll refer to her as Jelly for the rest of the story as they do in the, the show, at a bar. Next thing you know, all three of them fall in love, and since they've made things official doing a commitment ceremony in Aruba, and now they're a thruple. They all three live together. Why do they have to be a thruple? Why can't they just be a poly, polyamorous, right? Isn't that what well, it's called? I, well, I think the, the the idea behind those two is, is polyamorous, I believe, you know, it's kind of like an open relationship, whereas these three have just decided they're committed to just the three of each other, I suppose. Either way, they were looking for a house in Colorado that would work for them. Of course, it needed a master bathroom that it could, could accommodate three sinks. And they also have two kids, 10 and 12 years old. And so uh, it was uh, blowing up the social media that there was a thruple actually featured on House Hunters on HGTV and had fun. And so why not, right? Whatever makes you happy. Sure. But, like, weird that you would want to customize everything for, like, all three to share the same master bathroom, right? Yeah, I mean, you you know, but then again, you got to have to keep it equal. I'm imagining, right? I suppose. Like, what happens to the, the person left? I mean, you know. It seems like a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work when you just got one other person in your relationship. Yeah. Imagine two people hate you. Oh, man. Wrap it up with trust no one. Just because somebody's living in a senior complex doesn't mean they're innocent. When a federal task force investigated the room of a 64-year-old grandmother living at a senior complex in St. Petersburg, Florida, they discovered that there was a closet and a safe under her bed. Oh, boy. That happened back in December, and recently they released some court documents that show they unveiled a whole drug trafficking organization that used the Viridian Senior Housing Complex down in Florida as a stash house for drugs and guns, and basically the grandmother knowingly let her grandson keep all that stuff in her house. He led the, Her grandson led the ring, saying he often worked with his brother and their mother, and they worked it out of this basically this old age home and complex and they hit all the drugs in there because nobody comes wandering around a retirement community looking for a bunch of cocaine and heroin you understand until they did now the whole family's in jail awaiting trial and federal charges here's the sad part they don't think the grandma knew that it was a whole drug ring that they just let you know they they asked grandma for the space and she's like yeah okay sure i don't need what's happening under my bed go to town yeah and of course they use it to do drugs and heroin never good never good can't even trust your family anymore big J. Nope. Then again, you probably should be asking questions if somebody asked to install a safe under your bed, right? Yeah. That doesn't live with you? Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. On 100.3, the X rocks. All right, procrastinators, you did it. It is your very last chance to get qualified for this Lee Reed, Idaho's diamond jeweler. Beautiful pair of white gold 18 karat earrings worth 1500 American dollars that you can pick up at our studios today and give to your significant other for Valentine's Day if that is your ultimate plan for it. 
but of course you have to qualify if you want to win that prize. So we need you on the phone, 208-287-1003. That is the phone number if you'd like to give it a shot. Big Jay's going to give you an event that happened on a particular date. He's going to follow it up with three before or after questions. You have to get two out of those three right to qualify. And today, I'm going to go out on a limb. It's probably the easiest of the bunch. Agree or disagree? Yeah, it's pretty. The first question is really kind of silly. So don't think about it too much is really the idea behind it. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Hey, how's it going? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Pat. All right, Pat. Good luck to you. Pat, the event is February 14th, 1991. The movie Silence of the Lambs is released. Won all the Oscars pretty much that year. Uh, So everything will be before or after February 14th, 1991. Here we go. Was was Jodie Foster born before or after 1991? Before. That's right. Way before 1962 is the answer there. Was Anthony Hopkins born before or after 1991? Uh, way before. That's right. He was born the same year as my dad, man. 1937. And I bet you you would get the third one right, Big J. What was that? Was director Jonathan Demean, Demi born before or after 1991? Bef- um, I don't know who that is, but I'll say before. Yep, before. He's, before. He's the director of the movie, Silence of the Lamb. Good job there, Pat. Congratulations. You swept it. You only needed two, but you got all three, so you're officially the last qualifier for the Lee Reed Idaho's Diamond Jeweler beautiful diamond earrings that we're going to give away at the end of this show. So we got all of our qualifiers. We'll announce the grand prize winner before we wrap it up. That'll be pretty awesome, but we're going to do some bad impressions next on the X-Rock. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and you want to be one of the cool kids like myself and Nick, right? You want to go to Crowbot? happening Sunday night at the Shredder. (laughs) We're going to be Beardos, man. That's what we are. Beardos. That's the fans of uh, Crowbot. That's what they're called. So we'll get you hooked up with a pair of tickets to that if you can figure out bad impressions here today. I think it should be pretty easy. All right. 208-287-1003. The catch, of course, you have to swing by before 5 o'clock, too, and pick up these tickets so that you are able to join us on Sunday evening at the Shredder. If you would like to do that, then it all figures out bad impressions. Three clues. Figure out the famous person. You are in like Flynn. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, man? What's your name? Yeah. All right, man. Good luck. The call of the wild is calling me. Next one. I had one more chance to reprise my role as Han Solo in The Rise of Skywalker. Spoiler. Next one. Once more, I will don the fedora and the whip. Yeah, I guess that'd be Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah, you're right. Congratulations. Crowbot <laughs> tickets are yours, Matt. Hold on. We'll get some info from you. Solo would have been the first. Why is Harrison Ford in the Guess news? what we got? It's definitive. Uh, uh, the filming for Indiana Jones 5. Do we have a title? Yeah. No, not yet. Oh. Uh, is uh, going to start filming in two months. It's still on schedule to be released July 9th, 2021, Nick. All right, man. All right. Dun, 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 dun. dun excited? Dun, dun. Yes. All yes. Right. I mean, and uh, Harrison Ford, as he's doing um, uh, rounds of uh, media junkets to talk about Call of the Wild, the movie that's coming out, uh, he uh, answered a few questions. One of them is, uh, I'm always delighted to come back to these characters. You know, when we've had the opportunity to make another, uh, make another because as people have enjoyed them, I feel obliged to make sure that our efforts are as ambitious as they were when we started. You have a sense of responsibility to your customers, and he thinks of uh, the fans as, as customers. He thinks calling them fans is always weird. 
Well, where was so, he on the last one then? Uh, well, hey, you know what? I mean, <laughs> as weird as the movie was, it was still Indiana Jones. No, no, you can't deny that. It absolutely well, was Indiana could, Jones. You could try. Oh, no. Well, yeah, but you'd be unsuccessful. I mean, it definitely was an Indiana Jones. Yeah, movie. there you go. It's, and sometimes that's enough. Not that time around, though. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Here's the good news. It can't be worse, right? It's got to be better. Has to be. Well, sure it could. Oh, don't say that. I want to get my hopes up well, for it. I don't I'm going to get my hopes up no matter what. Good. Good. Because I'm a fan. I'm right. a customer. You're a customer. You are a customer. You're putting money in Harrison's Ford pocket. That's for buying him new planes. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up this show and draw the grand prize winner for that Lee Reed earrings next on the X-Rocks. Theory of a Dead Man, History of Violence is how we're going to wrap up this week and this Friday here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. This Valentine's Day broadcast truly was the epitome of romance for four hours, wasn't it? No. Huh? No. I mean, you came in high as a kite on pain pills. We talked about Valentine's Day a bunch. Talked about romanticism. Talked about love. Talked about relationships. Love, love, love. You know? Had a chance to give away. Maybe somebody is going to win for sure. Somebody's going to win some great diamond earrings for Valentine's Day in a few seconds. I mean, I think it was a pretty romantic show. Yeah, I guess. See? Now you're coming around. Now you get it. Uh, don't forget, of course, uh, next week on the show, we're going to have uh, Ray from Corn going to be calling in on Monday. We're very excited for that, of course, oh, as Tuesday. we have a bunch. Tuesday, you're right. Tuesday. As we have a bunch more Corn and Breaking Benjamin and Bones UK tickets to give away for sure. So you're going to be part of it. Should we give away that grand prize, Big J? Yeah, let's do it, All man. Right. Do you have the Wheel of Love ready? I got the Wheel of Love. All right. Let's get a grand prize winner. Here we go. God, the winner, Julie. Oh. Julie! Congratulations, Julie. You got yourself uh, those beautiful Lee Reed Diamond earrings from Lee Reed Idaho's Diamond Jeweler. That should be cool. Uh, enjoy that for Valentine's Day. Hopefully everybody else has a great Valentine's Day as well. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Taco Time. And they're hiring, but it's not your average career. You can learn more and apply online at tacotime.com. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rock.